This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. The key to sustainable leadership lies in the ability to thrive in uncertainty, ambiguity, and change. Grand Heron International brings you the Coaching Assistance Program, giving your employees on-demand coaching to manage through a challenging situation and arrive at a solution. Visit grandheroninternational.ca slash podcast to learn more. Welcome to the Keep Leading Podcast, a podcast dedicated to promoting leadership development and sharing leadership insights. Here's your host, the Leadership Accelerator, Eddie Turner. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Keep Leading Podcast, the podcast dedicated to leadership development and insights. I'm your host, Eddie Turner, the Leadership Accelerator. I work with leaders to accelerate performance and drive impact. I first learned about my guest today as an adult who went back to school to finish his undergraduate degree. I went to Northwestern University and I was introduced to Aileen Bayard. She was one of the toughest professors around and she really challenged me and left a lasting impact on me. Part of that impact was introducing me to the work of Dr. Marshall Goldsmith. She introduced me to the book, What Got You Here Won't Get You There. And it instantly resonated with me. I became a Marshall Goldsmith fan and a follower of his work as a result of Aileen Bayer. Fast forward about 10 years, and I found myself going into the world of coaching. And as part of my certification training, I was again required to read the book, What Got You Here Won't Get You There. Dr. Marshall Goldsmith is the world authority in helping successful leaders achieve positive, lasting change in behavior for themselves, their people, and their teams. He is recognized as the number one leadership thinker and the number one executive coach in the world. He has more than one and a half million followers on LinkedIn alone, and this makes him a true LinkedIn influencer. He is the author of 39 books, including New York Times bestsellers, Triggers, Mojo, What Got You Here Won't Get You There, and How Women Rise. He's sold more than two and a half million copies of those books around the world. So I am truly excited to have with me today, Dr. Marshall Goldsmith. Dr. Marshall Goldsmith, welcome to the Keep Leading Podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's my pleasure. Please tell us a little bit more about you. Well, you know, I was born in Kentucky. I went to school in Indiana. I got a PhD at UCLA Anderson School. I was a college professor and dean when I was young. And then um, I do three things. I give talks or teach classes. I travel all around the world speaking and teaching. I've been to 102 countries and on American Airlines alone. I have over 11 million frequent flyer miles. So I'm a wow. mega flyer. <laughs> then I, I write books and articles, as you mentioned. I, 
I've actually now done 41. So I've done a lot of books and articles. And then I'm famous for coaching people. I've been the coach of the CEO of Ford and Pfizer and Glaxo and the World Bank, the Mayo Clinic and Walmart, and you know, on and on and on. And what I love about coaching, I'm sure you found the same thing, is I learn so much. In theory, yes. we're supposed to teach them. But in practice, I always learn far more than I teach. And when you say you learn far more than what you teach, Dr. Goldsmith, what would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned through your amazing career as a coach? Well, I'm often asked, what's the key to being a great coach? And the key to being a great coach is great customers. In my coaching, I have a very unique system. I don't get paid if my clients don't get better. And better is not judged by me or them. It's judged by everyone around them. So you can tell if a person really believes what they're saying, ask them one question. You want to bet on it? (laughs) I believe it, but I wouldn't bet on it. They don't believe it that much. They say, here's the money. They believe it. I bet on this every time. When you get paid for results, you learn a little humility. The client I coach I spent the most amount of time with didn't improve at all and didn't get paid. The client I coach I spent the least amount of time with improved more than anyone I've ever coached. 200 people got better and I did get paid. So I made a chart. I have a degree in mathematics. I made a chart. On one dimension, it was called time spent with executive coach Marshall Goldsmith. The other dimension was called improvement. There seemed to be a clear negative correlation between spending time with me and getting better. <laughs> well, I thought, this is, this is a troubling chart. <laughs> So I got to talk to my friend who improved the most, who I spent the least amount of time with, who he and I are working on a book together now. His name was Alan Mulally. Alan okay. was CEO of Ford, CEO of the year in the United States in 2014, ranked number three greatest leader in the whole world. Just an amazing man and just a good friend of mine. I talked to him just an hour or two ago. So I go to my friend Alan and said, Alan, of all the people I coached, I spent the least amount of time with you and you improved the most. I showed Alan my chart. I said, Alan, the way this chart looks, had you never met me, you'd really been good. <laughs> so I said, what should I learn about coaching from you? Well, he taught me two great lessons. He said, number one, your biggest challenge as a coach is called customer selection. You pick great customers, your coaching process always works. You pick the wrong customer, your coaching process will never work. Then he said, never make the coaching process about yourself and your own ego and how smart you think you are. Make it about those great people you work with and how proud you are of them, how hard they work. Well, these are such great lessons, and that that advice totally changed my life and really got me focused on helping great people. By the way, I always got ranked number one coach. Why? Nobody watched me coach anybody. I always got ranked number one coach because I got great clients who said I'm great. How about that? So the secret to being a great coach is picking great clients. Let me give you an analogy. Let's take a basketball team. One team is the all-stars. Another team is people who never won. Which coach is probably going to win that game? (laughs) (laughs) The team with the all-stars. That's generally the way it works. There's only so much you can do as a coach. Ultimately, it's up to them. Well, that's a really good analogy. If they're motivated and dedicated and want to get better, they do. And if they're not, they won't. Excellent. So Alan Mulally, one of the premier CEOs uh, who was successful, I believe it was Boeing, was he at before he went to Ford? And then Ford, yes. Uh Yes, yes. So he's one of the examples of one of your best clients that you have achieved results with. And now you're working on a new book. So we will look forward to hearing more about that book in the near future and being able to read that. Very exciting. So when we think about uh, some of your works, uh, I I had you at 39, you told me now that the latest statistic is 41 books. If someone is being introduced to your work for the first time, 
Is there a book that you think they should start with first? Yeah, I would start with the one you did. What got you here won't get you there first. Okay, excellent. Then I'd go to Triggers as second. Because those two both got ranked by Amazon in the top 100 leadership and success books ever written in history. So I'd start with those two. <laughs> Good. All right. So, by the way, most of the 41 books that I've written or edited were purchased only by my mother, my father, and assorted relatives. So, you know, really, <laughs> unless you need some aid on how to go to sleep, I wouldn't recommend a lot of my books. Well, that means that you've got two and a half million relatives because uh, a lot of people have read them. And uh, as an author myself, I know how. <laughs> is to even sell a thousand copies of your book. So uh, I'm obviously in awe of you and what you've been able to accomplish. So thank you so much. What got you here won't get you there. And triggers are the two uh, that we would recommend that people just learning about. How how women rise, I think is an excellent book. That book is really good too. Yes. I had the amazing privilege to interview your co-author for that book, who I just absolutely love, Sally Helgelson, uh, a couple of months ago. And Sally said something that uh, when I asked her about the genesis of that book that I found very intriguing. Having read your book first, uh, What Got You Here Won't Get You There. And at the time, I was not a coach. I just was a individual who was, in fact, at the time, still an information technology professional but I was working with a lot of senior executives in major corporations. And so that's why that book really appealed to me because of the behaviors I'd seen <laughs> and uh, a belief system I had about kind of the way they should operate, but I didn't have a language for it. And certainly I was an IT person. I didn't even have the authority to even share with them what my view was. And so your book really laid it out so nicely. But then when I started to operate as a coach myself, I realized that some of the things that were there didn't necessarily apply to female clients. And I started to get a lot of female clients. And so when I yeah, saw the, I, well, that's the genesis of the book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell me more. Well, I mean, uh, Mike Dolworth sent us a note. Sally and I said that book is a really great book. It, and actually, I have to realize 85% of my CEO clients have been men. And he said that book tends to be more focused on issues men have than women. You know, some of the issues men and women have are the same, but some of them are different. Why don't you go and Sally write a book, talk about how they're different. And that one call led to the book. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is in- incredible. And for those who don't know, Sally Hagelson is the world's authority, premier authority, who pioneered women's leadership before it was even popular. And so... I suppose that's why I was suggested that you two get together. Oh, yeah. So it was a really uh, fortuitous thing. Sally and I have known each other for 25 years, so we're also old friends. Wonderful. It's wonderful. And that book is an incredible book. In fact, I've given that book to several clients and friends as a gift, and it really is making a difference in women's lives. And so uh, How Women Rise is another book that we would want to definitely recommend people read. And, you know, the three books I recommended, what got you here when we get you there, Triggers and How Women Rise, are all incredibly well-written books. Now, why can I say that without bragging? I didn't write any of those books. Uh, what Got You Here Won't Get You There and Triggers, they were written by my partner, Mark Ryder. So we have a partnership. I'm a thinker. I come up with the ideas. We talk, he writes, and then we do a book together. And I'm a very good writer. I'm not nearly as good writer as Mark Ryder. And 
the book How Women Rise was written by Sally. She's a better writer than I am, too. So the three best books I've ever done have one thing in common. I didn't write them. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marshall, do I hear you tell there's another algorithm that needs to be written about the amount of time <laughs> correlation? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have a great partner. Secret of life. <laughs> Secret of coaching. I never thought about this, but you made a great point. The secret of coaching is great clients. Secret of writing is find somebody can write. <laughs> I love it. Excellent. Very good. Well, we're talking to Marshall Goldsmith, the number one leadership thinker and the number one executive coach in the world. And we'll have more with Marshall right after this. This podcast is sponsored by Eddie Turner, LLC. Organizations who need to accelerate the development of their leaders call Eddie Turner the Leadership Accelerator. Eddie works with leaders to accelerate performance and drive impact. Call Eddie Turner to help your leaders one-on-one as their coach or to inspire them as a group through the power of facilitation or a keynote address. Visit eddieturnerllc.com to learn more. Hi, this is Sally Helgeson. I am an author and leadership coach, and you are listening to the Keep Leading Podcast with Eddie Turner. Okay, we're back. I have the honor of talking to the number one leadership thinker and the number one executive coach in the world today, Marshall Goldsmith. And by the way, he's held that ranking uh, for the last eight years. And uh, we spent time before the break talking about Marshall's amazing literary works uh, that he's produced over the years, and he gave us some really good advice. And so now I want to switch gears a little bit. We talked about Sally Hegelson, and Sally Hegelson, and I later learned, Marshall, that I've interviewed now five people that are part of an amazing group. And the amazing group that they're a part of is the MG100 or Marshall Goldsmith's 100 Coaches. Can you tell my listeners a little bit about what that program is? Well, years ago, a couple of years ago, I went to a program called Design the Life You Love with Aisha Brussel, uh, one of the world's top designers. And she said, who are your heroes? And my heroes were kind and generous people who really taught me all I knew for free and didn't expect much back. People like Paul Hersey and Peter Drucker and Ken Blanchard and Warren Bennis, Richard Beckhardt, Francis Hesselbein, just wonderful people. And, and she said, you should be more like those people. I decided to teach people everything I know for free. And the only price is when they get old, they had to do the same thing. So I made a little video and put it on LinkedIn. A little very primitive selfie 30-second video said, my name is Marshall. I got ranked number one leadership thinker, number one coach, number one book. And, you know, I'm getting old and I'm going to adopt 15 people, teach them all I know for free. And the only price is when you get old, you have to do the same thing. I thought maybe 100 people would apply. Turn now, now over 18,000 people have applied. I've ended up adopting about 190. The group is called the MG100, but it's more than 100 now. It's about 190. And as you know, these are just amazing, amazing people who are really focused on giving back, helping each other, and have a positive sense of community together. It's just been wonderful. By the way, we've got two couples in the group who are in love. Okay. Aubert <laughs> yeah. Jolie, one of my good friends, was CEO Best Buy. He and Autance Legentiel, who's an author and consultant, they're getting married. How about that? 
And Eric Sherberg, you know, he's head of Inc. Magazine at Fast Company. He's now getting married, I think, to Alyssa, who's a number one startup coach. So, you know, who knew? You know, so, I, this has turned out to be a huge deal, which was way beyond anything I might have ever dreamed of. So you brought together some of the world's top coaches, top consultants, and thinkers. And uh, in addition to being uh, the, the leadership coach, it sounds like you're going to become the, the coach or the love doctor. <laughs> well, you know, what's amazing, if you look at the list of some of the people, they're not all in the traditional coaching world. For example, Chris Cuomo is, uh, you know, he is CNN News. He's one of the ones in our group. Mm-hmm. And today, today I was just on the phone with Pal Gasol. Pal, I don't know if you remember, played for the Lakers, uh, NBA All-Stars, probably going to be in the Hall of Fame. So he wants to work now on how to help retiring athletes have a great life. So he and I were on the phone for an hour today. You know, just a wonderful person. So it's just been an amazing, been an amazing project. Yes, there's a big need for that, as I have discovered, because Houston, I learned because I was introduced to athletes here, is the number one hub for retired NBA players. And, yeah. and so that because of that, I was introduced to a couple to start to help and work with them. And I was blown away. I had no idea that such a need existed to help athletes transition from the competitive space to the corporate space or a life after sports. I assumed that, that there was already mechanisms in place for that, but there isn't. So it's great to hear that Paul filling that gap. Oh, uh, the numbers are awful. And as bad as the NBA is, they're about 50% bankrupt in five or six years, about 90% divorced. The NFL football league is worse. Wow. I mean, their numbers are, their numbers are atrocious. And you know, what happens is, um, you know, uh, by the way, some new uh, people are joining our group are, along with Paul Gasol, uh, Curtis Martin and Ray Lewis in the NFL. Oh, really? And, you know, the, yeah, these guys were talking about their lives and how they want to help people now. And, you know, it's just their lives are spent when they're an athlete with total structure and control. You know, I have to work out, I have to do this, I have to do that. And when that structure and control is taken away, a lot of them just revert back to very bad things. The other thing we've learned is, you know, and again, you read about they wasted their money on Evander Holyfield. He was worth 250 million bucks. He made 250 million in boxing. He's worth zero today. I did not know that. That's staggering. It's mind blowing. And a lot of the money, I mean, a lot of it is drugs, alcohol, cars, fancy homes. You know what a lot of it is? They give the money away. Give it away. Well, that the makes friend. what Shaq has done even more impressive then. He said, it's not about how much you make, it's about how much you keep. That's it. And a lot of them, like their buddies, so come and say, you know, they were brought up poor. Their friends say, look, I was your friend in the hood. And, you know, hey, you know, you're worth 50 million bucks. All I need is 20,000. Mm-hmm. And they say, okay, well, here. But what happens after you give that guy 20,000? What happens he, next month? He wants more once more and you know then they retire and then they try to buy love sometimes and that doesn't work there's an old song great song by billy holiday money you got a lot of friends hanging around that door when it's gone and spending ends they don't come around no more well that's life (laughs) hey not only am i getting wisdom from marshall goldsmith today i got marshall goldsmith to serenade my audience how about that there you go there you go you had no idea (laughs) I love it. 
So what? anyway, back to our project, Tau Gasol. He wants to interview some of the members of our group. Jim Kim just left as head of the World Bank. Alan, you mentioned CL4. He's going to talk about how are they doing their post-corporate lives. And yeah, this work this is true for CEOs. It's true for athletes, singers, all kinds of people. Yeah. Indeed. Well, so the work that the MG100 is accomplishing is fantastic. And it's exciting to hear about some of these new members who've been added. And in full disclosure, I am honored to have been one of the people you've added as a part of the group. Uh, I'd love to have you in our group. And I think you were officially sponsored by General Tom Coldus. Is that correct? Uh, Sally Hegelson. Oh, Sally. Sally. Oh, Sally. Yeah. Yes. I know you've been supported by a lot of people. Yes. Yeah, so, Gen- yeah. uh, General that definitely played a role as well. But Sally sponsored and then General Kovitz, uh Howard Prager, and Frank Wagner also supported uh, my nomination. Well, I'm honored to have you as honorary. You're not my honorary son. You're my honorary grandson. I'll take so it. I'm very, I'm very happy <laughs> to have you as honorary grandson, and you got some new cousins coming up. We get, and if you have anybody give you a hard time, Ray Lewis is your honorary cousin. So I don't think anybody's <laughs> I, don't, you ever, I don't know if you ever saw him, but I don't think anybody's going to be messing with him. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing him at our annual meeting barrier. <laughs> uh, but yeah, having Ray Lewis behind you, uh, <laughs> that certainly helps. <laughs> I know. And, you know, strange as it is, you know, Chris Cuomo, the announcer, is one of the people. He uh-huh. is big, too. He's yeah, he is. Leader. He I, works up. I know. I was bragging about him to Ray Lewis, and Ray was unimpressed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't suppose he yeah, would be. He, he, he said he's strong, but I. Uh, it's all compared to what. <laughs> well, wonderful. Well, when you think about the world of coaching, what advice do you have for coaches? Well, you know, one I told you my advice for coaches is you got to have great clients and don't make it about your own ego. Also, though, very exciting. Now, you're going to be joining us in January. Absolutely. I will not miss it for the world. You mentioned Alan Mulally. I'm going to connect a few dots here. My friend Alan Mulally and I are going to spend the first three hours in January talking about a brand new coaching project that I think is going to revolutionize the whole field. What I'm doing and what he's doing is we're combining his leadership process, and he's probably the greatest leader in this century, and my coaching process. We're making one process that applies from Anything to an individual to a multi-billion-dollar company. Isn't that interesting? And you'll be there. Yes. Now I'm really even more excited than I was already. Oh, it's going to be. I mean, I'm obviously I'm biased, but I think it's going to be fantastic. And he has put together a leadership system. I was his coach many, many years ago, and you know he's taken my coaching process, combined it with his leadership process. I think this is taking coaching to a whole nother level. And we're really going to be talking about the impact of potentially using this process anywhere from one person up to, in his case, a multi-billion dollar corporation. Wow. So it's scalable. It's totally scalable. And also, it's the key is for both Alan and for me, it's a process. I, I tell my clients, look, I don't get paid because I'm a good coach. I get paid because you're a good customer. Don't be making it about me. This yes. is a process, and if you follow the process, you will get better. And if you don't follow the process, you probably won't get better. And me being your coach or not coach is not the key variable. 
Now, Eddie, I have a little bit of advantage as a coach. I say, you know, if you don't get better, it's, it's about you. It's not about me because there's kind of an implied message. You see that book and those 50 big CEOs' names? They mm-hmm. all got better. Yeah, they got better. So maybe if you don't get better, one of us has a problem. <laughs> that would be you. <laughs> yeah, that'd be Tough you. to argue with that. <laughs> yeah, so it, our, this stuff is – I am – so excited about the new things we're working on together and so excited that you're going to be joining us in January. We're going to spend three hours with this. Then Alan's going to be there for two days. So you're going to get a chance to really interact with somebody who not only understands this from a coaching perspective, but from a massive leadership perspective. Well, I can't wait. I can't wait. So let me ask this then. So you gave us some more advice for coaches that amplified what you said earlier. Uh, what do you see as the future of coaching? Is it this process that you're going to be introducing with Alan or is it? Well, I, I see it. You know, I see it as definitely the future because it's, it's basically looking at coaching from a whole different perspective. Let me just give you a couple of the breakthrough ideas. You know, we've been taught one thing you, in your life. People say, well, why is this stuff I teach so hard to do? Well, one reason this is hard to do is, and I talk about this in my book, What Got You Here Won't Get You There, you spent a whole life taking tests. And you mentioned you went to Northwestern. You had to take tests. You had to take tests over and over and over again. What was the purpose of these tests? Prove how smart you were. Over. You had to prove how smart you were hundreds or thousands of times. It's hard to stop. It's very hard to stop this. And by the way, every time you proved you were smart, what'd you get for it? Positive recognition. Oh, Eddie, you're good. You're smart. You get to go to this fancy school. Oh, look at you. You're the smart one. And how about if you didn't get those tests right? Ooh, very bad. Very bad. Oh, not so good. Not so good at all. We have been conditioned to prove how smart we are over and over and over again, thousands of times in our lives. It's hard to stop. And the higher up you go, the more you need to learn to stop. The other thing is, every motivational speech sends the wrong message for leaders. What message to get any motivational speech? You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Well, the problem is, when you're a CEO, as Alan taught me, it's not about you. It's about them. Mm-hmm. It's Indeed. not you can do it. It's this, this team can do it. This company can do it. They can do it. And it's hard because we've been so conditioned. And even these leaders that talk about I'm a servant leader and I empower people, they're just taking the problem and passing it down one level. So now your top seven people all believe what? I can do it. I can do it. I can. It's all about me. No, no, it isn't. It's not all about you. It's about this whole company. It's about our stakeholders. It's not all about you. And it's because we've been brought up to believe that you have to be ashamed if you need help. Yes. You have to be ashamed if you don't have all the answers. Well, you know, Peter Drucker taught me about knowledge workers. Knowledge worker knows more about what they're doing than their boss does. Everybody I work with manages knowledge workers. They know more than you. You can't just tell them what to do and how to do it. You have to be a facilitator. You have to ask. You have to listen. You have to learn. And this is a big change. This is a big change. And by the way, most coaches, you know what their philosophy is? I'm going to sit there in a the room, ask you questions, and you are going to come up with the answer from inside you. 
<laughs> yeah, it's fine if you're doing live coaching, but Alan's managing some guy. He's got a bunch of cars backed up out in the tundra because they got a part broken. And the guy don't know what to do. Well, Alan's sitting there asking him questions about life. It's not going to. It's not going to get the cars fixed, right? Right. You got to find somebody who knows what they're doing and learn to ask them for help. When Alan first went to Ford, the company was losing seventeen billion billion with a B dollars. The stock was down to a dollar and one cent, and the company was careening into bankruptcy. His first meeting, he has the top sixteen leaders, and he said, "For each one of you." Okay, you're going to give me your top five priorities, red, yellow, or green. The green, we're on plan. Yellow, we're not on plan, but we have a strategy. And red, we're not on plan, we have no strategy. Red, yellow, green. The first meeting, 16 times five, 80 priorities, are losing $17 billion. You know what, you know what the results were? Everything was green. How about All that? green. Alan said, well, we're losing $17 billion, and we're all on plan. He said, I think this is a bad plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 we're all on plan. We may want to reconsider this plan because we're losing seventeen billion dollars here. Somebody's got to be doing something a little wrong. Why don't we do it over? Mm-hmm. Finally, finally, somebody said red. And you know what Alan said? Thank you for saying red. He stands up and applauds. Thank you for having the courage to admit you need to improve. And then he said something even more profound. He said, you're not on plan. You don't know how to get there. You're lost. He said, it's okay. He said, I'm only sure you have one thing. My name is Alan Mullally. I'm the CEO of Ford Motor Company. I want to tell you one thing. I know a whole lot less than you do. I know a whole lot less than you do. Why don't we actually find some people who know what they're doing and involve them and figure out how to fix this? Now, how simple was that, number one? But number two, how brilliant was that? Number three, the sad part, how unusual was that? Mm-hmm. How many CEOs say, I don't know the answer? Not many. You know more than me. Not, not enough. Not enough. And what Alan says is, not only do I know, not know the answer, by the way, you don't know the answer. Let's be real. None of the big shots sitting in this room know how to solve your problem. Why don't we find some smart young people out there who actually know something and see if we can get this fixed? You know what he said? Within 15 minutes, the problem was fixed. Wow. That's quite impressive. That takes a lot of courage to be vulnerable like that. Well, that's the new world. That's what we're going to teach. As a coach, I say, you're going to learn a little bit from me, but you're going to learn a whole lot from all those people around you. I'm a facilitator who can help you learn from these good people. I'm not a little God that has all the answers. And by the way, you you got a problem because Mary says you don't listen. You could sit in a room and have me ask you probing questions for you know a few years. You might want to go ask Mary, how could I be a better listener? Mm-hmm. Why don't we just ask Mary? Yeah. Makes That's a lot of sense. Program. That's it. Well, you summarized it very nicely program. there. Yeah, that's it. And that's Alan's whole leadership process. Somebody challenged Alan. You know what they said? I won't go into details, but you can look up his net worth online. It's a huge number. Mm-hmm. Somebody said to Alan, they said, is somebody going to pay you as a CEO millions of dollars just to be a facilitator? You know what he said? What's that? No, maybe hundreds of millions. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he didn't get paid millions. No, he got paid hundreds of millions. And you know what? When he left Ford, his personal check was, I think, $400 million. 
had the highest approval rating of any CEO in the United States from the employees in a union company. Think about this. The UAW, United Auto Workers, 97% approval percent approval for him as their CEO. Well, that's no small thing. Yeah. They usually hate the CEO. Mm-hmm. And how about CEOs make 400 million bucks? Oh, they really hate them. Mm-hmm. They made him. They love the guy. Why? He saved the company. But that says a lot. Person in the nicest guy in the world. I've been. On, I was on the phone with him today for an hour and a half. You know, nicest guy in the world. You know, well, Marshall, said, not about me. Not about me. Not about the individual leader. It's about those who we are leading. By the way, if they're leaders, it's not just about them either. It's about the whole team that they're working with. Yes. Yes. Very well said. So, Marshall, I could talk to you for hours, but uh, how would you summarize our conversation that we've had today? Well, let me ask you a question. What's your deepest learning from today? Well, number one, you give me a lot of, uh, you really whet my appetite for what we have coming in uh, at our uh, annual meeting there for the first time that you've assembled all of the MG100. But uh, your coaching approach stands out, and I'm really looking forward to this uh, process of combining your tremendous talent as the number one leadership coach with Alan Mulally's leadership skills. So those two coming together and merging sounds uh, like an amazing marriage. Well, and now there is going to be a price for this, Eddie. You know what that price is. When you get old, what's the price? I have to give it all away. You have to give back to others. Yes. And that process has already started, sir. <laughs> well, that's, that's good. That's good. You're a good honorary grandson. <laughs> yes, sir, granddad. <laughs> <laughs> So, Marshall, thank you so much for spending a little bit of your time with me today and to be able to share with my listeners uh, just a little bit more about you. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. It's great fun. Where can they learn more about you? First, go to www.marshallgoldsmith.com. I've got hundreds of videos, articles online. You mentioned LinkedIn. Just do a, be a follower on LinkedIn. And I, I have material online constantly there. Uh, go to YouTube. I've got, you know, Three million views of my stuff on YouTube. So, you know, I'm not really hard to find. All right. So we're going to make sure we put all that in the show notes so folks can go ahead and look oh, yeah. at all well, those resources. Go ahead. Send me an email, marshall at marshallgoldsmith.com. All right. We'll make sure that's in the show notes as well so folks can connect with you, uh, become a follower if they're not already, and uh, learn, continue to learn from the amazing Marshall Goldsmith. Marshall, thanks again. I'll see you in a couple of weeks, okay? See you in a couple of weeks. And by the way, out there, there's this guy, Eddie. So if you ever need to get help and somebody helping you out, I'm recommending you talk to this Eddie character because he's, he's that's part of his job now. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Marshall. And thank you for listening. That concludes this episode, everyone. I'm Eddie Turner the Leadership Accelerator, reminding you that leadership is not about our title or our position. Leadership is an activity. Leadership is action. It's not the case of once a leader, always a leader. It's not a garment we put on and take off. We must be a leader at our core and allow it to emanate in all we do. So, Whatever you're doing, always keep leading. Thank you for listening to your host, Eddie Turner, on the Keep Leading Podcast. Please remember to subscribe to the Keep Leading Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen. 
For more information about Eddie Turner's work, please visit eddieturnerllc.com. Thank you for listening to C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.